you want to achieve grand goals, you want to do big things with your life, but where do you have the time and how do you make that possible? We all have those hours, so let's put them to use, make the most of it, and then you have the opportunity to achieve a lot of it in your life that you want to. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey guys, it's Ella. This interview is a part of a continuing series that I'm going to create with you and for you on habits. So I hope you've listened to episode 37 with Gretchen Rubin. If not, definitely go back and give that a listen. It's not necessary that you hear that before this interview necessarily, but it will be useful for you. I am absolutely obsessed with the concept of developing the habits that I want, that I know will lead me toward greater achievement, greater success, greater balance, greater healthiness, fill in the noun of the things I'm after, and I am seeking to create and maintain the habits to get me there. Now, I know you want the same thing. You're already telling me. I've asked you on social media, what habits are you trying to break and what habits are you trying to create? And you've given me some great feedback. I'm still asking the question. We're going to be doing multiple episodes in this vein. Now, today's episode, we're actually going to be talking to Jeff Sanders about building the habit of a morning routine. So more on that in a moment. Before we jump in though, I have some fun things to share with you. I have created a way for you to talk to me on the website. You can record a message for me and it's like, it takes 60 seconds. It's super, super easy and I'm really excited about it. So if you just go to onairwithella.com, you will see a little button that says record a message. And when you click on that, you can leave me a voicemail message. I can actually download them and play them on the air. So if you don't want me to play your message on the air, then you need to tell me that. Otherwise, it'd be so cool to put snippets of your questions on the air in our Q&A episodes. So definitely, definitely, definitely go to onairwithella.com, leave me a recorded message, and again, it could not be easier. Or you can leave a love note, whatever. I'd love to hear from you, so go play with that tool. I think it'll be a lot of fun. If you've never been to the website before, it's a really fun reason to go there. Otherwise, I really just use the website mostly as a place to keep all of the notes for each of these episodes. So for Today example, if you go to the webpage and you search either by the episode number, which is 39, or by the name of the guest, in this case, Jeff Sanders, you actually can pull up the show notes with links to any resources that we talk about, etc. So if you've never been over to the site, just know that that's there, but leave me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Okay, I want to share a couple of you. I want to say thank you to Emily B. 1008, who left a review in iTunes five stars. And she said, in an attempt to utilize my time better, I started listening to On Air with Ella on my commute to and from work every day. I love the topics she covers and feel like each one has something in it that is relatable. Enjoying the beginning of my wellness journey. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Emily. That's so cool. Heidi in Seattle left a great note. 
Carmi C. Bonsai? I don't know what that means. She said, when Ella says she's got you covered, she means it. She covers every health and fitness topic you want to know about, and she has all the details on her website so you don't have to jot down little notes while you're listening to the podcast. I love it. Thanks, Ella. Well, thanks for being so on point today, Carmi C. Bonsai, because that's exactly what I was trying to tell everybody. And then one more shout out to Mascosa, who said, hey, Ella, I'm new to your show. She was referred by a girlfriend, and then she went on to ask me a question about agave sweetener that I'm actually going to put into our next Q&A episode. So guys, iTunes Reviews is a great place to leave me feedback and leave me questions. I capture all of that as well. So the point today is that there are so many ways to reach me and to participate in this show, because this show is not about me. It's about you, and I want to talk about what you want to hear about. So you can tell me when you have a question. You can tell me when there's a guest you want me to interview. Um, thank you to Cindy who's suggesting that we do a show on a specific topic that she's super interested in. Now I'm looking into it. So guys, your feedback goes a long way with me and you have any number of channels and how to get that to me. So thanks. Okay. Jumping into this interview with Jeff, I will, it speaks for itself, but I just want to tell you one thing. In it, I refer to one habit that I'm sort of half-heartedly working on. I haven't really committed to it fully. And that is the habit of meditation, which to me really just means stillness and being quiet in solitude for even just two minutes. Now, today's show is not about meditation, but I just wanted you to know that since I recorded this episode several weeks ago, I have actually really been working on that. So more to come on that. In the meantime, this is a great interview about creating a morning routine, which is something that's a very consistent habit amongst very successful people. And I'm still working on it. I hope this show helps you with yours. Here we go. Hey, you're on air with Ella. And today I am with the host of the 5am Miracle Podcast. There's a lot more I could tell you about this guy, but I'll let him tell you himself. Hi, Jeff Sanders. How are you? I'm doing well. It's awesome to be here today. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on. It was super fun to be on your show. And of course, right before we hung up, I was like, all right, that's it. You got to come on my show. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And not really because of any other reason than I personally need Jeff Sanders coaching. (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah, I'm ready to go then. Jeff, before we jump in, can you tell people a few interesting facts about yourself? I happen to know some, but it's more fun to hear from you. Interesting facts. Well, we can begin with um, I'm a raw vegan, which is a little unusual. I also like to run marathons and ultra marathons whenever I have time, uh, which is you know, a little less often now than it was a few years ago, but I still love to do those wherever I can. Um, I live in Nashville, so that's where I am now. So, and you get up around 5 a.m., so literally we have only one thing in common. <laughs> there you go. No, I'm just kidding. We've got more than that in common, but man, that's impressive. And a, a talk for another day is how the hell you're running ultras on a raw vegan diet. I know you're really passionate about that. That might be something interesting for everybody. Yeah, that's that's a fun discussion to go into. There's a lot of uh, fun details of nutrition. So yeah, some time. All right, guys, if you want to hear about that, you let me know and we'll get Jeff back on the show. So Jeff, one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you was because I have, I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Hal Elrod many, many moons ago. Actually, I'm sure the interview's terrible because it was like one of the first ones that I ever did. You know how that goes. Definitely. <laughs> Hal's not terrible, obviously. And he actually piqued my interest in a morning routine. And then I started reading about it. And then I started just binging on Jeff Sanders 
Sanders 5 a.m. Miracle podcast. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Tell everybody the concept behind your show. It sort of is the concept of this conversation, everything behind this conversation. So let's start there. Yeah, the show actually started um, with an idea that I had about three or four years ago now when I was training for a marathon, and I realized that with a full-time job that I had at the time and a side business that I was building, that making time for training was going to be very difficult. And so I was trying to squeeze in a run like during my lunch break at the office, but that was really difficult because I didn't have a shower, I didn't have a very long lunch break, it was very hard to do that. So I was like, well, I'll work out after work. Uh, but after work was just always really busy. And, and the schedule changed all the time, and it never seemed to be as consistent as I wanted it to be. So I was like, well, what, what am I going to do here? I need to have time to run. And I, at the time, I was not an early riser whatsoever. But I was like, maybe there's a possibility I could wake up before work and go for a run. So I gave it a try just one random morning, and it was awesome. Like, it was the best run I'd had in a long time. I loved early mornings. I loved the sunrise. The whole thing was just a beautiful experience. And I realized there's such potential here. And so I began the early rising, you know, schedule, began to do that and make it part of my routine. And the marathon training went very well because I made time for that. And then after that race was over, I continued that practice of waking up early and wanting to see, well, what can I do with these precious morning hours that I have? Because this was a time when there was nobody else that was awake. It was just me. I had the quiet time to myself. I could think more clearly. I was already awake and had my coffee in hand. And so the question was, how can I optimize those hours? And so it became a time to work on my biggest goals in my life, you know, my business or my, my marathons or a book or whatever it is I wanted to do. That's what the mornings became for me. And everything I discuss it kind of weeds through this kind of early morning uh, lifestyle in the sense that you want to achieve grand goals, you want to do big things with your life, but where do you have the time and how do you make that possible? And so that's the, the, the concept behind the show is that we all have those hours, so let's put them to use, make the most of it, and then you have the opportunity to achieve a lot of it in your life that you want to. Anytime I read about or listen to somebody who's really, really successful, usually in the business arena, Jeff, they always, always have a morning routine. They're not the same morning routine, but they have one. Have you noticed that trend? That is definitely true. I mean, there's people like, you know, CEOs of major companies, then waking up early is like part of their routine and has been for decades. And that's what has allowed them in a lot of ways uh, to reach the level of success they are at now. And so, yeah, it's a very powerful thing that lots of high achievers use. Well, there are two types of people listening to us right now, there's the one group of people that already is a morning lark. They get up early and they're like, yeah, no kidding. You know, and they have their routine and maybe they want to improve it. Maybe there's room for improvement, but they're, they're already in, right? They're already drinking the Kool-Aid. Then there's the other group, which is like, you lost me at 5 a.m. Like they're in danger of deleting us right now. <laughs> okay. And Jeff, I can't decide which camp I'm in because I definitely go back and forth between the two, right? Like 5 a.m. No, but 5 5.30 is actually working for me right now. So let's get one thing out of the way. Does it have to be 5 a.m.? No, it does not. Uh, 5 a.m. Is, is very arbitrary. I chose that originally because that was the time that fit best with my schedule for work. So if I was at bed at 5 a.m., I had enough time to work in a morning workout before getting to the office. I think it was around 8.30 at the time. Uh, but no, the, the real message that I give in the podcast is that it's all about being intentional. So you can wake up at 8 a.m. or noon if you wanted to as long as you're using your hours to the best of your ability. And so no, 5 a.m. is certainly not a requirement. Well, and so I'm glad you clarified that. And is it fair to say that really it's entirely relative? What you focus on a lot is 
getting the hours before the world owns your day. Is that fair? Like it's relative to when the world start making starts making its demands on you. So maybe your world doesn't start making demands on you until 9 a.m. In that case, 6 a.m. is great, right? And that, that's also the same argument people use to stay up late um, because a lot of times no one's awake between the hours of like 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. So they'll use those hours as well. And honestly, you, you could use that same logic and that same strategy and, and use those hours if that's what's best for you. And if, if you have that kind of like quiet time to yourself when no one else is you know demanding things from you, uh, then optimize those hours. But I've just found over time that the early mornings tend to be the better option because you have more energy, because you have more clarity. And I think that for most people, that's probably the best choice. Okay. Okay. Very, very good. So what are some of the patterns that you notice among successful people? Now you've interviewed quite a few in so many years. What, what have you started to notice? Well, there's no doubt that people wake up early. I think that's the first thing. Uh, the second uh, piece I've noticed in terms of like habits is that people will wake up early and immediately do the opposite of what I had done in the past. In other words, instead of waking up and turning on the TV or waking up and just kind of beginning their work, they will pause for a, a little bit. Maybe it's 10 minutes, maybe it's an hour, and they will do activities that are very counterintuitive. They'll meditate, they'll read, they'll just spend time in, in total silence. They'll go for a walk. And, and they're literally kind of delaying the day beginning. And they're doing that intentionally because they want to have the mental space uh, to be present the rest of the day. And they have the opportunity to focus on things like gratitude and love and, and success. And when they you know, visualize these things, they meditate on these concepts, and they take time for themselves and for self-care, they wind up being more productive and more successful later in the day. And so I think that's a real big you know, key uh, differential point there is that if you wake up and just kind of stressfully begin your day, it's completely different than waking up intentionally and slowly working into those day's activities. And I find that most people who are very successful tend to start the day a lot slower and they use more things like meditation and reading as kind of their first activities in the day. So that's interesting. The more productive you end up being actually is based on a slower morning. It's definitely possible, I think, in a lot of ways because they will slowly work into the right mentality they're going to need and the right like physical you know, presence they're going to need. For example, you might wake up early and spend some time, like what I do, I drink a liter of water, you know, I spend some time meditating, and then I work that into an early morning workout. So by the end of my, let's say, three-hour routine, I've had the mental space that I've needed and the physical exercise I needed, and then that really means I'm now physically awake and mentally alert when the day begins, and then theoretically, if you've prioritized your day, and you have good systems in place, you can actually be more productive in the hours you have. And that's the idea is that you're going to use your time really intentionally and very wisely to get the most out of the hours that you have. Okay. So what do you say to the guy that wakes up and reaches over and grabs his phone, which is his alarm clock, and picks it up and starts scrolling through it before he gets out of bed, kind of to see if his or her world blew up in the night or whether there's anything crazy going on in the email or even on the calendar or in the news. What, what's wrong with that? I used to do that same thing. It wasn't my phone at the time. I'd wake up and go right to the computer and turn it on. I'd check emails right away. I'd look at news feeds. Uh, and the problem with that is it puts your mind in this state of just uh, not only this scarcity, but like a fear mindset. Like you literally are looking for problems as opposed to looking for solutions. And I find that people that tend to do that have the phone next to their bed uh, that are jumping right to the news feeds and then the problems of the day 
tend to begin the day stressed out and that just continues throughout the day as opposed to the opposite approach of just saying that you know I will make time for that and maybe it's you know half an hour after you wake up or an hour and it's not a long time but long enough you have a moment to pause and gain your thoughts and have the right mental approach to your day so because you know, yes bad things are, you know may be happening but honestly like how often you're actually having to put out real fires every day it's not going to be as often as you think especially if you begin the day with the right mindset then you have the approach you need to tackle the problems that do show up and if you are getting up early, can't you deal with that problem even at 7.30 a.m. instead of at 5.30 a.m.? Oh, exactly. I mean, I, most people are not going to expect you to, to solve these problems at 5 a.m. And so if you spend an hour with, to yourself, the, the, you know, from 5 to 6, just doing whatever you need to do, then when you do tackle those problems later on, it, you're going to be fine. You know what I've noticed, Jeff, from my own experience, which, of course, I'm fluctuating back and forth, just to be clear, between an early productive riser and then the person who's dragging herself out of bed when the alarm goes off. One of the things I've noticed is if I do do the iPhone reach as my wake-up strategy and I start scrolling, it's actually very, very hard to reverse out of that and then be like, okay, now I'm going to go do some yoga. It's actually just, it's like it puts you on a path that's very, very hard to step off of. Yes, that's definitely true, which is why my phone is not even in my bedroom at night. Uh, I have the phone turned off and it's in my office across the house so that I don't have that, that option. It's not even possible. So for me, like I have to physically get out of bed, turn off multiple alarms I have in my room to force me out of bed because that's what works. And, and then if I do that, then I'm up. And from there, I have the choice of what to do, but I'm not making those choices while I'm in bed. Because it, you're right, it, it's difficult to overcome that addiction that really does form when you have that versus if you reverse it and say, I'm going to wake up and immediately go into yoga or immediately go into meditation. And you're allowing that to be the first habit you jump to. And especially if your computer and phone are turned off or, or they're hidden away or they're locked away, whatever you have to do, then it's going to be harder to make that the habit that you form. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be a time period you have to kind of undo those bad habits and kind of reform new ones. But that's kind of the, the, the beauty of having a new system. Yeah, and if you just heard Jeff say that about putting your phone in the other room while you sleep and it made you shudder, then, <laughs> okay, that's a problem. Definitely true. I'm, that may or may not have happened with me, but that's, that's an indicator, okay? That's a warning light. And one thing I do want to say is please, please, please put your phone in airplane mode while you sleep if you still insist on using it as an alarm clock. Do not have that phone turned on where you're getting pings throughout the night. And even if you're, it's on silent, it's still emitting EMF and, and radiation during the night, usually next to your head, and you just don't need need it. So forgive me, Jeff. I just have to do a little soapbox there. I love it. I'm totally on board with that. <laughs> iPads too. P.S. iPads too. Okay. Very so true. Jeff, what are some of the creative ways you know people wake themselves up if they're not relying on their mobile phone next to their brain? Well, I love the strategy that actually worked for me in high school, which was my dad would come in and spray me, spray water in my face. No, like, he was, didn't. Did oh, he really? They were, well, in high school, I was the opposite of where I am now. Like, I would literally get to the absolute last possible minute, and I would be out the door in 10 minutes, you know, just like, my mornings were chaotic. And so my dad, he knew this, and so he would come in earlier than that, he would rip off the covers and spray water in my face, and like, like it literally made my mornings hell. But like, that's what it, it I needed that to get out, because I wouldn't do it otherwise. Most people don't have that option of 
having you know their father come in and, and making their mornings <laughs> miserable. But that kind of extreme action is very effective. And so that's the mentality that I take around waking up is that what can I do that's that effective without having somebody else be so extreme? And what I what I use now is multiple alarm clocks. One of them is next to my bed. The other is across the room. I have a third one that I use sometimes, which is in another room that's even farther away, just to force me to really like walk out of the bedroom. Um, some people have alarm clocks that have these little like it's like a helicopter and like shoots a little like device across the room. Uh, I mean, whatever. There's a lot of different like bizarre alarm clocks that exist. Um, but the, the real core of it, though, is what is going to guarantee you get up when you wanted to get up without snoozing and without delaying your day. And so, I mean, the, you can answer that question a thousand different ways. And the, and the real best answer for you is what works for you that won't, you know, make your, your spouse miserable if they're in the room or your kids or whatever. But figure out a way. So you get up when you want to get up. And it, it takes some experimentation. And I think it's awesome to try those fun, you know, fancy alarm clocks. Whatever works for you, just make it work. Yeah, I know some of them sort of gradually wake you up. But Jeff, I have two questions for you. One is, are you married? I am. I thought you were. Is your wife on board with this? Or like, does she, like how, three alarm clocks? <laughs> I mean, the reality is, is that my wife loves to hit the snooze button. And so I hear her alarm go off maybe 10 times a morning. Uh, unfortunately, I'm usually awake by that point. So it's less annoying in that sense. But yeah, I mean, this is kind of a big discussion point a lot of times is how do you have a different routine than somebody else? But whether you, you wake up at 5 a.m., wake up late in the day, most people, if they live with somebody else or, or have roommates or have you know kids, if you have other people in the house, you have to f- find a harmonious way to live together and figure out a way that's going to work. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. And then another question for you, snooze button, good, bad, indifferent. What's your take? I hate the snooze button. Whenever I've used a snooze in the past, it only makes me more miserable to wake up. Like I'm not, I'm actually less happy on the days that I've snoozed than the days that I just force myself to get up on the first alarm. And the second thing is that it does create this sense of delaying the inevitable. And then if you have that mentality going into your day, it's like your first activity in the day is just saying, I don't want to do this. And, and that really is difficult to overcome. It, it takes a while. For most people, like, y- you want to begin the day excited. You know, I talk about the idea of bouncing out of bed with enthusiasm. If you begin your day enthusiastically, that does not include an alarm clock with snooze buttons, right? Maybe it includes you having a reminder alarm, like, it goes off, fine, get up. But it doesn't include delaying that awesome day that you have ahead of you. I don't know. This might be a little controversial, but I actually believe you can sort of fake it until you make it. And I'll tell you what I mean. I, like I said, don't bounce out of bed with enthusiasm naturally at 530 in the morning. But now what I do is I, well, I kind of do now just a little bit. And, and the reason why I think is because when I first started doing that and setting an alarm for 530, so I could either go to a hot yoga class, which is at 530, or just get up and do something else like walk the dog or do some kind of movement and have some quiet time before I have all of my responsibilities set in. So what I started to do is wake up instead of being like, oh, I have to get up at 5.30. I say, oh, I get to get up at 5.30 and go to yoga tomorrow. And I changed my mindset and I changed the words that I actually used and I actually said them in my head. So I was like, oh, I get to walk my very awesome dog, Zara. I get to walk Zara this morning and and everyone will leave me alone. (laughs) That's a great mentality. I love that. You know what I mean? Just just literally changing the I have to to I get to actually really did help me. And so people might want to give that a shot. And actually, at the end of the day, having that time to yourself is a privilege in a way. 
Oh, totally. Is I think that for most people, the, you know, those early morning hours could be your only hours to yourself. And if that's true, then you know, missing that would be unfortunate. And getting the opportunity to do that uh, would obviously be a huge blessing. Yeah, exactly. But that begs a question, Jeff. I'm really interested in your take on this. Do you trade sleep for this morning habit? Because we're big proponents of getting quality sleep here on The Ella Show. And so many people don't. What's your take on trading sleep for early rising? I don't do it. And this is a big one for me. So a lot of days I'm not out of bed at 5 a.m. for that reason. And the, the real focus, Ryan, I think you're, you're totally on board with the same, same idea that sleep is probably the most important factor in how your day is going to go. And if you don't have it, then waking up early to do these activities it backfires. That's how early mornings are possible is you have to go to bed on time. And this is the hardest part for me and it's the hardest for most people because it's easy to delay that at night. There's things going on. You're distracted. You know, there's, there's a reason to not go to bed on time. But if you go to bed on time, you get the sleep you need and then the early mornings are possible. And so, yeah, it, it all really is dependent on having a set system in place to say I'm going to get enough sleep and that's the first priority and then use the hours I have to the best of my ability. Oh, good. That's really, really helpful. And it makes a lot of sense because yeah, that's great. If you can get up at 5am and meditate or pray or do yoga, which is really just a fancy word for stretching or journal or do whatever, but you're going to be like a drunk person for the rest of the day Very and, true. <laughs> and it's going to raise your cortisol and your stress levels. And it's just, it's not a good trade-off. So I'm super glad that you clarified that for everybody. Okay, Jeff. So what about when you're traveling or when work is really intense or just life happens? happens, how do you reset or reboot? When I get back on track, I've got a very specific system that I go through that kind of guarantees that this transition is actually as easy as possible for me. And I think what makes this work really well, uh, mostly is the fact that the workout early in the morning, for me personally, is very effective at, at, at rebooting my system. Because for some reason, if I wake up and work out immediately, it causes this trigger in the next morning, my body is ready to move early in the day. And, and, and that cycle is kind of the best possible way to really bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, is your body is like actually like looking forward to a workout. And if you get that process started as soon as possible, that cycle begins. And so for me, that's kind of this key to getting back on track, waking up early, working out, and making that stick for the long term. Have you seen any examples from people that you've worked with or any of your listeners where they've actually started doing this and it's had an, a real impact in their lives? Like Most people don't take that kind of extreme approach. Uh, they do the opposite. Most of the, the stories that I hear are people who slowly over time made that switch. Um, and the reason is that because the extreme kind of wake up early, early tomorrow morning system tends to backfire and does the opposite for most people, which is then they're too exhausted. They end up sleeping in the next morning and their cycle is just completely bonkers. Uh, so I don't recommend that necessarily for most people. Uh, the most successful versions are ones where it's a very slow, methodical switch to an ideal morning routine so that you're still getting all the sleep you need throughout the process. And that does work. And then you end up with a situation where you really do have uh, an early morning that works for you. Maybe it's not a 5 a.m. wake up call. Maybe it's a 6 or a 730 or whatever. But in that process of making the switch, you have the sleep, you have the rest, and you can really kind of fix the and the tweaks and the issues of your system as you go through the process. And that does work well. 
So do you mean they incrementally start going to bed slightly earlier and getting up slightly earlier and like make these adjustments in like 15 minute increments or something? Exactly. Yes. That, that's actually, that's the number I use in my book too, is 15 minutes tends to be kind of an exact, like that, that's, you don't notice that as much. Like 15 minutes is really hard to like physiologically notice. Uh, whereas an hour is much more obvious. And so, yeah, if you can make that switch and this could take, it could take weeks if you need it to, it doesn't really matter. It's just a question of how can you uh, get the sleep you need and not really feel the effects at all, but yet you're still making progress every day. And that tends to work out really well. Well, I'm going to jump back to that going to bed a little bit earlier thing, just because in my own experience, it, I used to go to bed, my husband and I would just kind of go to bed around 11, maybe 1130. And when I started to try and put an emphasis on early rising and not early rising for early rising sake, but in order to create a morning ritual for myself, then I was like, you know, something's got to give. So at first my focus was just go to bed before 11. Like there's nothing that I'm doing that's so important. And if I'm still working at 11 p.m. then I'm doing then I have bigger issues right which definitely true which was me for a long time by the way that's how I know that but then I decided you know I'm not really creating any value I'm not doing anything that is of value or getting me closer to the life I want to lead really between 10 and 11 (laughs) yeah right so that time should be spent like shutting down winding down spending time with my husband and not have a screen on anywhere and really like it wasn't it wasn't hard. I mean, sometimes we screw up or God forbid, there's like a basketball tournament on it's over. (laughs) It's, it's over. (laughs) But in general, I can pretty much hit the sack before 11 PM without a great deal of effort. So I really want to encourage people to give that mentality a try and PS it allows you to have a little more one-on-one time with your partner, doesn't it? Very true. Yeah. It's, it, well, I, I've actually found that what works for me the best is to have an evening boundary. So I set 8 p.m. for myself as kind of this, that's when everything has to stop for the day. So there's no more phone, no more computer, no TV, like everything shuts down at 8 so that I know that at that point I'm beginning kind of my evening process to, to wind down and go to sleep, which then would, you know, I'd take a shower and I would read for a while. And then that way my mind is more prepared for sleep. And you're right, you can spend time there with your spouse or with your kids. or you know, So you have time there that is slower, more methodical time where you know I'm preparing my mind and body for sleep. And then you you don't have to waste all that time watching TV for hours or baseball games or whatever, whatever's on. You're just preparing for bed. Okay, so that's a great tip for couples and it's a great tip for individuals and it's a great tip for families. Like a family rule, all the screens are off at eight. Like that that's outstanding. It works really well, too. It's a very effective strategy, so definitely give that a try. So, Jeff, what are some of the things that you do every day? What's your morning ritual look like? Well, every morning after I wake up, the first thing I do is drink a liter of water. I found it to be the best possible way to prepare my, both my mind and my body, really, because after eight hours of sleep, you're dehydrated. And it, it's so amazingly refreshing to have that water first thing. And, and I set a rule for myself, which that, that rule is water before coffee. So I'm not allowed to touch my espresso machine until I've drank a full liter of water. And it is amazing how well that works, especially in combination with walking my dog early in the morning, because that physical activity of walking him plus having the liter of water that in and of itself just those two things 
really does wake me up. And then from there, I can move into my other strategies, which it, it kind of varies from day to day. I mean, some days I'll spend time reading, some days meditating. Um, almost always I spend time working out to some degree, whether it's lifting weights or going for a short run. Um, that tends to be the, kind of the, the key things to get my day started. And then after the workout, I tend to make a green smoothie for breakfast before I begin my work day. And that, those are kind of like my staple items to go to. So the water, uh, the exercise, the green smoothie, those are my kind of like key things that allow me to have high energy and really begin my day excited for my work to do. I think that's so relatable and people can do that so easily. And I have noticed a profound difference in myself and really just in my feeling of balance when I get up a little early. And again, it's not always 5.30. Let me be really clear. Sometimes an early morning for me is 6.30, but I put the bottle of water on my nightstand. So, cause I, I don't, I don't just love drinking water and I hydrate like mad because I have all these different hacks that I do. And one of them is that I love sparkling water, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I put a bottle of room temperature water on my bed, on my, on my bed, on my nightstand. And every morning I wake up, I start drinking it, brush my teeth, finish drinking it. And it's done by the time I get down to the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just take your dog for a walk, take yourself for a walk, take your podcast, oh, go walk with me. Put me, put me in your ears and let's go for a walk together. But that is very mild. You don't have to be a triathlete or an ultra distance runner to get up and walk around the block, do you? Oh, not at all. I think that that's these are the, the things that work the best for me are so simplistic and so fundamental, and they, they work for anybody. Like it doesn't matter what phase you are in life or athletic ability. You literally can wake up, drink water, go for a walk, and these things are surprisingly effective. Well, here's the personal coaching part, Jeff. So you hear what I'm working on. I'm hydrating. I'm doing either an actual yoga class, which I never thought I could get up and go to a 5.30 yoga class, let's be clear. <laughs> um, or I'm walking Zara the Wonder Dog, or I'm just like even just stretching outside, which is something that, uh, that I enjoy doing in the warmer months like it is now. But Jeff, I am totally struggling with quiet time, meditation, prayer, journaling, anything that, anything that actually requires me to be still and clear my mind, I'm struggling with. So what tips do you have for people like me who know that there is value in that? Like a hook, line, and sinker understand intellectually that there's so much value in that and yet, in practically speaking, I just can't do it, Jeff. What tips do you have for people like me? I actually did an episode of my podcast that I called Meditation for People Who Can't Sit Still. <laughs> uh, and I did that because I was talking to myself, and I still am about this, because I didn't actually begin meditating um, habitually until this year, so back, back in January. And it was, I was in the exact same like, kind of mental state around this, and like, I'm not going to sit down and do nothing. Like, that's, just, that's stupid. Uh, but then <laughs> I just, I said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's agree to do one minute. Like, that's it. I will sit down for one minute, total silence, and then I'll be done with it. And that's where it started for me. And that's actually where my running journey began. That's where most of my habits began, these very tiny steps. And so that's where, you know, in morning reading, same exact thing, really tiny increments. And then over time, I make those a little bit larger. And so for me, meditation was one where I had a one-minute session each morning, and then it was a minute and a half, and it was two minutes. And I use, uh, I use apps for this now, but it really is a very simplistic to sit down, get this done, and go on with my day. And when I have that kind of very short goal, it, it seems so silly to not do it. And I put it on my calendar. I make you know big announcements about it. I have like big reminders like do your meditation today. <laughs> and when I have that and I do it, 
I do see the benefits and, and I get it that that kind of, even though like, I'm like you, I want to be up and moving all the time. When I take those, those few minutes to just pause and let my mind just, you know, rest for a second, there's benefits there. There's focus you get there. There's this clarity that you get from that. That's just really wonderful. And, and especially with, with reading and you know, kind of the opposite spectrum, I get tons of ideas and my brain gets moving in a positive direction. And I want to encourage myself to have those moments. And so, yeah, it has to begin with really tiny habits. And then those things grow to larger ones over time. Uh, but you have to master like the one minute session before you can get to the 10 minutes or 20 minutes later on. Well, let's get really, really specific. What did you do? Like, where did you go? Were you in your pajamas? Did you sit down on the floor? What did you do? What I do, I take this old pair of headphones, um, I pop it in, into my iPhone, and I turn on my, my app. I use the Calm app for meditation now. So in the beginning, I was holding a stopwatch and doing only one minute of these and then turning it off. <laughs> and so I sit down on the couch in my home office, and I'm, at this point, I think I'm wearing like my, I'm wearing my running clothes at this point, because that's what I usually put on first thing. And so I'm sitting on my couch in the running clothes with the headphones on, the iPhone in my hand, and a stopwatch if I have to. And I'll do the session for you know the time that it goes. And then when I'm done, I get up and go on with my day to the next activity. Uh, so it's a really very just like sit down, do your thing, get up kind of thing. Okay. And so you said the app is called Calm? Yes. There's a, a bunch that I've, I've tried out. Calm is one that I started with that I like the most. Uh, there's one called Budify that I like a lot. Um, another one called Headspace. That's a very popular app for meditation as well. Okay, I have Headspace, and I did it once, and and I really liked it, and I actually stuck with it for a few minutes, almost five, Jeff, Um, (laughs) and I really liked it, and I have not done it since, so I'm going to make this commitment on air that I'm actually going to add, I'm going to commit to two minutes a morning for the next seven days and see what happens. I fully believe in the benefits. I've read enough. I've listened to enough people to understand that it can make a material difference in your day. And then those build up obviously incrementally over time to make a real difference, period. So, okay, I'm in. Good. Excellent. (laughs) All right, Jeff, tell me something. We always ask our experts, what is one habit you would like all of our listeners to try for just one week? Ooh, it's a lot to choose from here. I would say the absolute best one that is most effective, especially if you want to move towards a a waking up early kind of lifestyle, is to every evening, let's imagine you kind of shut down your day, you have a boundary in place, but the one thing you're going to focus on is to write down what tomorrow morning is going to look like on paper. So you might get out a notebook, you could use digital like Evernote or, or some other system, but write out Here's what I'm going to do tomorrow morning in this order. Here are the first like three to five things that I want to get done. And you could list out like I want to try meditation or go for a walk or drink some water or whatever it is. But commit to writing down each night what tomorrow is going to look like. And when you do that and really consciously do that, it's amazing just the opportunities you're going to find in your schedule the next day to do the things you want to do. It's it's so easy to just look at your calendar and go, oh, I'm too busy. Nothing's going to happen. And then do nothing versus saying, what if I just thought about this consciously for a few minutes and scheduled out what I would do? What I always find to be true is that you find time you never knew you thought you had. And then things get done you never knew were possible. And then that's how the ball gets started and you really begin to see progress. And how do you do it, Jeff? Do you literally put pen to paper? Do you put it in your phone? What do you do? 
Well, I use a, a system called Nosby, which is a task manager. And so in that, that's where basically it's kind of like my calendar. I've like, everything is listed out in there. And so what I will do is review the tasks for the next day. I put them in order and I have a, a listed out morning routine that's in that system. And so I'll go through, I double check that system and I will rearrange items as needed to make sure it fits with my schedule the next day. And so for me, it's all digital. But what I'm doing is I'm kind of guaranteeing, double checking that this schedule for tomorrow is going to work for tomorrow. Okay, cool. And you've already given us a couple of recommendations, but what's another resource that you love that you want to recommend? And really, Jeff, it can be about anything. Ooh, about anything. Um, I, I kind of like the idea of what you had mentioned earlier, this idea of, of having the water by your bed. Um, I bought a one liter of, a bottle of water intentionally just for that reason. And so I think that in this, those kind of strategies, like let's say you, you set a goal for yourself, like meditate or, or drink water, pick the item that's going to kind of force you to stick to that. So I, I bought a one liter Nalgene bottle that is next to my bed at night. And that's what, that strategy works for me. And, and those kinds of like structure your life around the specific goals you want to set and that's another kind of strategy there too is make these things very specific like you said you're going to do two minutes meditation you know one liter of water you know walk for 10 minutes like that is so powerful so i know it's not really a resource necessarily but like that's a strategy to me that has worked out really well i actually absolutely love the simplicity of it because it makes it really really easy to do and it makes it really hard to find excuses for why we cannot I, like, you, you asked me to be very specific about my meditation, but it's the same idea with like, with this. Like, Be that specific and detailed with everything in your life, especially around those key habits you want to solidify. Because the more detail you have around those items, the more likely it is that you, you won't be able to fail because you have guaranteed the structure that's in place. And what you're making me realize, I hadn't even thought about it this, hadn't thought about this before, but you know, I mentioned that I never thought I would make it to 5:30 yoga, and I didn't. And then what actually made the difference for me is I put everything I needed to wear to yoga, where I literally would trip over it when I got up in the morning. So exactly, yes. Right? So you get up in the morning and you your feet hit the ground and within t one foot of me is a pile of clothing that I need to put on immediately and roll out of bed, roll into those clothes and roll out the front door. Like it, literally putting these things in your way, in your path. So there's that one liter bottle of water and there's the yoga clothes or whatever it it might be for you. Maybe it's the dog's leash or maybe you need to go get a dog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I use the same strategy too with like doing laundry. Like I have like you know a basket of laundry I'll put in, my, in the middle of my kitchen that like it's impossible to ignore. Like, <laughs> like things like that are so effective. Jeff, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. Uh, JeffSanders.com is the home base for all of my content. Uh, the 5 a.m. Miracle podcast is on iTunes. And so those are the two best places to go. Jeff, thank you so much. This has been a total delight. Definitely. A lot of fun. All right. I'm meditating tomorrow, Jeff. Two whole minutes. It's, it's happening. Good. Good to hear. <laughs> All right. Catch you later. Bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.